It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome in to tonight's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. The Golden Knights defeat the LA Kings 4-2. Quite a bit happening in this game. Max Pacioretty scoring his 300th career NHL goal. Alex Tuck, his first goal in 15 games. Mark Stone, first goal in 11 games. We've got a lot to break down here. Let's bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And Dan, let's start there. The Golden Knights, Pacioretty, it's a goal with a goalie in net. It's 300 on his career. Alex Tuck first in 15, Mark Stone first in 11. Uh, those guys that you rely on for scoring show up today for the Golden Knights. Yeah, it's, I mean, the sentiment here is it's about time. And, you know, those guys have already put up a good number of goals this year. Patch Ready with 20, Tuck with 14, Stone with 13. But their goals per game had been much higher several weeks ago. And they were on track to, you know, hit 30 goals, all three of them. Uh, that's probably not going to happen now. Maybe Patch Ready can. Um, and they needed to today, given the way things started. They, it's almost like the game didn't officially begin for the Knights until, you know, halfway through the second period. That's overstating and embellishing the game a little bit. It just was such a muddy track. Uh, there wasn't too much fluidness. Is that a word? Fluidity. It was not crisp. And it's almost like they figured out what they needed to do, and then they capitalized. Um, and the Kings ran out of gas themselves. They kept shooting, though. They had over 20 shots in the second, finished with 41. And Cal Peterson was not quite as great today as he had been in the previous couple of games against the Knights. But the power play goal from Pacioretty to finish it off, the previous three goals were all in transition. And we have heard so much about getting to the blue ice, winning those battles. And sometimes, you know, the Knights can produce on the rush. They did that today, and it's from guys that... Uh, have done it before, and uh, impressive that Nick Waugh from Tomas Yurko is the one that started it all. You needed the depth, I guess, to get it going before the heavy hitters came to play. You know, Dan, you get a power play goal, a shorthanded goal. You talk about those the, those depth contributions. Is this the type of game where you kind of peel back a little bit and you look at the range that the Golden Knights have in their ability to win in different ways? Yeah, you go from winning a game 7-4 to four to winning a game one nothing, and they come back with four goals in the last 25 minutes of the game. You know, I guess you'd love to start a game with four goals in the opening 20 minutes or so. This is a mark of what they had done early in the season, which is despite a deficit or a tie game late, they roar back from behind. That was a big topic we had where they, <laughs> they could win in so many different ways early on in the season. They got saves when they needed them from Robin Leonard. I thought that the only goal, you know, the, the first of the two with the poke check, Tryon Wagner, you know, that's probably one you scratch your head on. But the other one was a great goal from Kopitar. You're right. You, you can win with great goaltending. You can win with a terrific defense, limiting a team to just 14 shots like the Knights did yesterday. And here it was sucking the momentum out of the Kings. Um, that shorthanded goal in particular from Stone. It's not just the goal, it's the emotion that Stone generates, and it almost seemed to spur the club at all aspects from there on in. Tuck was awoken. He was playing well, but he, he just took over, it seemed, in the beginning of the third period, and perhaps spurred by Stone, his emotion, breaking that slump, 
and uh, and then yeah the power play to finish it off they're so good on the power play maybe the regular season numbers are going to finish in the bottom third because they're 25th coming into the day but if they figure it out going into the postseason they've got the talent to win games with their special teams and uh, now with two shorthanded goals in the last week you know, you think about how dangerous they can be shorthanded. Other teams are going to have to be mindful of that. So yet a- another uh, tool item in the toolbox. The last one here, Dan, Matthias Janmark, obviously the trade deadline acquisition for the Golden Knights, expected to start with Alex Tuck and Tomas Nosek on a third line. What he brings to the table, just in a nutshell. Well, I think the speed will be the first thing you notice, especially when he's out there with Alex Tuck. Sometimes a fast player can't use that skill to its potential if you don't have fast players around you. I think with Tuck and Yanmark on the ice together, you'll notice that. And while Yanmark is not as tall as Tuck, Yanmark's 6'1", Tuck is 6'4", Yanmark plays heavier. So that combination of speed and size could be great. And you start to think, all right, Tuck and Yanmark with Nosek in the middle. And you think about Nosek between Reeves and Carrier, how physical those guys can be, fast, especially with Carrier. But now all of a sudden, instead of Reeves and Carrier in terms of offensive touch, now you've got Tuck and Yanmark (laughs) as offensive players around Tomas Nosek, who's been on quite the hot offensive streak himself. In other words, the third line has been an issue for the Knights. They haven't quite found the answers and maybe this is the answer. They tried it with Cousins coming in last year. It wasn't the answer. Maybe Yanmark's the guy, and I think the speed is what you'll see first. Uh, We've heard great things about his character. He came back missing a whole season because of uh, really a complicated situation with the joint and his knee. It it actually could have been a fatal thing. It was very serious, but he came back from that, only given an 80% 80 chance that his career could continue, and he's done that. He's had uh, a productive season with the Blackhawks team that is not a playoff team, 19 points in 41 games. The only thing I'd, I'd you know, kind of raise my eyebrow, he had the worst plus-minus on the Blackhawks, minus 17. But that also probably means that he's been put in situations where they expect him to play defensive hockey and <laughs> on not a very good team. That's how you can end up with a bad plus-minus number. I don't expect that plus-minus is going to go much lower when he comes to the Golden Knights because – Almost every single guy on Vegas is in the plus. So I'm looking forward to seeing how he plays with Tuck and Nosa. All right, Dan, as always, thanks for joining us here on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. Thanks, Ryan. That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duba. A lot more to get to here. AAA Insurance Postgame Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show live from the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside Treasure Island. The postgame injury report is brought to you by the Valley Health System, the official health system of the Vegas Golden Knights. And Ryan Reeves not on the trip for the Golden Knights. Keegan Colasar did not play today. So as we've been talking about with the Golden Knights pretty much all season long, Uh, is a team that gets kind of at that point where they look to be gaining health, getting fully healthy, and then you end up 
losing players from your lineup. And for the Golden Knights all season, they've been able to navigate that and navigate that well. So, you know, you look for that to continue. If you're the Golden Knights, you obviously are getting uh, reinforcement in Matthias Janmark, who is expected to join the team tomorrow in Los Angeles and, and could play as early as Wednesday. And tentatively right now, the plan is for Janmark to play with Tomasz Nosek and Alex Tuck on the third line. You talk about the speed on the wings. You talk about the physicality. There's a lot to like there for the Golden Knights. Let's head back to Los Angeles, bring in head coach Pete DeBoer as he addresses the media after tonight's game. Justin. Hey, Pete. Uh, Mark Stone, Alex Tuck, they had not scored in a while. Max Pacioretty, I think, has only had one goal in his last handful of games. How important is it for your guys' group, for those three in particular, to get on the board? Real important. Um, I think we, we said in the coach's room after the game, the, the, the right guys got goals tonight for us. Uh, you know, they take a lot of responsibility for the offensive uh, uh, results of our team. And, and uh, you know, they take that personally and, and it, it weighs on them. So uh, the fact they all got on the board tonight and look good doing it, I think that's, that's real important for them and for us. Next question comes from Ben Goats with the Las Vegas Review Journal. Hey, Ben. Hey, Pete. Nicholas Waugh opened the scoring for you guys. Have you noticed a big change in his game since you moved him back to center versus having him at right wing? Yeah, I have. I, you know, I think, uh, you know, the center, the position thing, I think probably helped. But, you know, we, we had had him at some center earlier in the year, too, and, and he wasn't playing the way he is now. He, he, uh, He's just he's he's back to playing and looking like he should look. You know he's he's attacking. He's not uh, he's not overthinking situations. He's being aggressive and and making aggressive decisions out there and using his body and his size and getting rewarded for it. So it's nice to see because you know he he uh, spun his tires for a while. Next question comes from Danny Webster, NHL.com. Hey, Danny. Hey, Pete, the last few times you guys played Peterson, obviously got a lot of shots, didn't get the results you wanted. Was there a little bit of a kind of a difference in how you guys wanted to attack him tonight? Well, we wanted to attack, and, and uh, he's a very good goalie, and it looked through the first 30 minutes like uh, we were going to be in another, you know, one or two goal uh, production type game. He, he looked like he was stopping everything, breakaways and um, – you know, but we, we stuck with it and, uh, you know, found a way to, to crack them, which, you know, th there's no magic formula uh, for a goalie that, that feels good when he plays against you other than to to do that and, uh, and plant some seeds, hopefully, for the next time. Time for a couple more questions tonight. The next one goes to Alan Snell, LV Sports Biz. Alan. Hey, Coach. I was wondering um... – if you have any sense of how to deal with sometimes these uh, sluggish starts on these back-to-back -back, uh, games, uh, you know, <clears throat> last 30 minutes I thought was a lot, a lot different from the first 30. Yeah. Well, th this was a tough game for us. Um, three games in four nights, uh, travel, uh, the trade deadline today, which, you know, everybody's sitting on pins and needles most of the day waiting to watch. So it, it was it was a uh, – I'm usually the last one to make excuses for our group uh, because of the circumstances, but th this was a tough 
game and and I knew uh, that it might take us a while to get going and and it did and you know to, to our guys credit uh, we didn't wait till the third we, we found a way to get our legs under us in the second last question tonight we'll go back to Justin Emerson Las Vegas Sun hey Justin uh, Todd McClellan after the game got asked if Stone or Tuck's goal was more painful for them and he said do I have a C choice and can I say both so I guess I'll just kind of ask you the opposite which one do you think is more impactful for your group yeah well, both, eh? you know, and I would throw the Pacioretty goal in there too, just because we, we need those guys uh, feeling good and and, uh, and scoring for us. And, you know, again, they, uh, they, they were carrying that weight of not uh, scoring in a while or regularly uh, lately uh, around pretty heavily. So, uh, you know, I, I would say all three of those goals were, were, were key goals for us. Thanks, Pete. That was head coach Pete DeBoer with tonight's postgame interview presented by Nevada Eye Physicians. Highlights next on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. No other city does sports quite like Las Vegas because only in Vegas is it game time all the time. After the final buzzer sounds, hit the town to explore all the award-winning dining, attractions, experiences, and luxury resorts Vegas has to offer. To learn more, go to visitlasvegas.com today. It's the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. The Golden Knights double up the LA Kings 4-2. to two. And, you know, it's an interesting game just in terms of how it all played out for the Golden Knights. Again, this is three and four nights. The Golden Knights did play yesterday in Vegas against the Arizona Coyotes, a spirited affair, a physical game. You have travel. You get to L.A. It's the trade deadline. You do add. You don't subtract anything, but there's still some stress there as Pete DeBoer spoke to that in his post-game press conference. And the start wasn't bad for Vegas. It just wasn't particularly good either. There just wasn't much energy, right? Like, you look at the start of this game, there really wasn't much energy until... It was the L.A. Kings breaking through Austin Wagner, taking advantage of a Golden Knights mistake and putting L.A. up one to nothing. Kings break out. Lazat finding his man into the zone. Down the middle, they score! Austin Wagner gets it low through Robin Leonard, and the Kings strike first. one nothing L.A., 10-19 to go in the first period. That's Austin Wagner from Brendan Lemieux and Blake Lazat at 9.41 of the first period to make it one to nothing. Los Angeles. Wagner on a breakaway. Robin Leonard goes for the poke check, and Wagner is able to tuck that in five-hole. We would go to the second period, and the Kings would add to their lead as Andre Kopitar would finish a great feed from Dustin Brown. Offensive zone for the Kings. Alex Ayafalo, side of the net and a shot, and they score! Kopitar! Quick stick from the left side of the crease. And it's 2-0 Los Angeles. That's Andre Kopitar from Dustin Brown and Alex Iafalo at 8.57 of the second period to make it 2-0 Los Angeles. Shortly thereafter, Robin Leonard would be called on to make our AAA insurance save of the game. 
Now Grundstrom steals it in the middle after Nassiu going left circle. Out in front of save by Leonard. Grundstrom couldn't bury it in disbelief. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA outsmart life. So Leonard, though he, he... I would argue that first goal, maybe he plays it a little bit differently, doesn't go for the poke check. However, that is a big, big save within the context of the game. If L.A. gets the goal there, they're up 3 nothing. They probably roll through the remainder of the game. But Leonard, big save. There was a key defensive play on that sequence by Alex Tuck as well. And then later on in the period, it's Nick Waugh, who did score Wednesday against the Blues, getting one back for Vegas. Out to center, in they go. Wah with Martinez. Wah closing in. He shoots. He scores. Nick Wah on cue. And the Knights trail 2-1. to one. That's Nick Wah from Tomas Yurko and Shea Theodore at 14-20 the second period to make it 2-1 to one Los Angeles. Alex Petrangelo would take a penalty late in the second period. Chandler Stevenson would have a shorthanded breakaway. He would miss the net just after that breakaway opportunity for Chandler Stevenson, Mark Stone would get one as well, and he would break the goal-scoring drought, tying the game at two with a shorthanded goal. Frustrated, I'm sure, that he couldn't get a good shot off. Here's Stone, a breakaway chance, speeding down the middle, forehand, backhand, forehand, he scores! Mark Stone, shorthanded goal, 2-2 tie! Mark Stone from Chandler Stevenson at 19.33 of the second period to make it 2-2. Two to two. And you go into the third period tied up. And that was best-case scenario for the Golden Knights, worst-case scenario for the L.A. Kings. And Vegas, looking to build off of the last five minutes of the second period, would come out firing in the third, and Alex Tuck would score his first goal in 15 games. Out to center goes Tuck for the Knights. Into the zone, down the middle, he shoots, and he scores! Alex Tuck, end-to-end, 3-2 Golden Knights. 14th goal of the year for Alex Tuck. Alex Tuck, unassisted, does it all himself, picks up the puck in the defensive zone, knifes his way through the neutral zone, and is able to beat Cal Peterson at 4.35 of the third period to give the Golden Knights the lead 3-2. And later in the period, on the power play, Max Pacioretty would score his 300th NHL goal. Pass out high, left point, Theodore. Towards the middle, turns to shoot, but passes left. Pacioretty shoots, he scores! 300, Max Pacioretty, and Vegas leads 4-2. Pacioretty rips it from the outside left wing. 300 goals in 802 regular season NHL games. Max Pacioretty, career number 300 from Shea Theodore and Mark Stone, a power play goal at 8.22 of the third period to give the Golden Knights the insurance they needed, 4-2 the score. And as the Golden Knights would really kind of clamp things down defensively, the LA Kings would push, they would pull Cal Peterson for the extra attacker, but really all that was left in this game was the final call. Vegas trail this game 2-0, but they score the last four in a row as the horn will sound just as a try from Stone misses the empty net. The game is over. Vegas defeats Los Angeles 
four to two. They stomped on the Kings in the second half of this game. Yeah, that's a great description from Dan, the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, stomping on the L.A. Kings in the second half of this game. It, it's too easy to say that it was all L.A. in the first half, all Vegas in the second half. But really, when you look at the game, you kind of peel it back a little bit, and you see what the Golden Knights were able to do once Nick Waugh scored the goal. Once you got that shorty from Mark Stone, you could just sense that the Kings knew it was inevitable. And you could sense that the Golden Knights felt that their offensive game was coming. It was going to be inevitable. And when you have Pete DeBoer after the game saying, the right guys got goals tonight for us, that is the truest statement I think I've heard all season long, just in terms of what you want to see within the context of a game. I talked about it in the pregame show. Mark Stone, I wanted him to shine today because he simply needed to. Like he just simply needed one of those games. And what's interesting to me is we talk about this team in the Golden Knights. We talk about how deep they are. Uh, this was a game in which Vegas was shorthanded. I, yes, Dylan Coughlin was able to play in this game, but you look at the bottom six for the Golden Knights, and it's Tomas Nosek with Will Carrier and Alex Tuck, and then you've got Nick Waugh centering Tomas Yurko called up and Dylan Coughlin a defenseman. And the Golden Knights were still able to get to their game. And once they did, they outclassed the L.A. Kings. From a talent perspective, you needed your top six. You needed your best offensive players to carry you through. And the Golden Knights got that. And, and you get, you know, Mark Stone, first goal in nine in 11 games. Alex Tuck, first goal in 15 games. Max Pacioretty, though I understand he got an empty net goal, first goal against a goalie in nine games. Like, those are the types of droughts you were hoping would really come to an end for the Golden Knights. And over the course of the last week of games, the Golden Knights have been able to break out of the goal-scoring drought. They've been able to string together now three straight wins, and they've gotten contributions from Mark Stone, Max Pacioretty, Alex Tuck, and they're adding Matthias Janmark to the mix. This was a fantastic win for the Vegas Golden Knight. We're back to wrap it up next on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show, presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Triple-A insurance post-game show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the L.A. Kings 4-2. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Solar and Windows. And again, it was L.A. early on taking a 2-0 lead. You get a big save from Robin Leonard, a great back check from Alex Tuck that that really doesn't allow Carl Grundstrom to get a lot on the shot, and that's a, a, a big save within the context of the game. L.A. scores there. They go up 3-0 midway through the second period, and I think that the, complex, the, the complexion of the game completely changes there. But Leonard comes up with a big save. You get a goal from Nick Waugh, and then all of a sudden you get your captain coming through in a key moment. You're on the penalty kill that game can get away from you there late in the second period. Instead, you turn it into an absolute momentum crusher for the L.A. Kings, who did a lot of good work early, 
but still managed to go into the third period deadlocked at two with a team that is superior from a talent perspective. And that's what you saw for the Golden Knights. Once they got their game going, it's the talent that shines through. It's Mark Stone with a goal. It's Alex Tuck with a goal. It's Max Pacioretty with a goal. You needed your best players to be your best players in three games, in four nights, with travel. You need to rely on the guys that you have in your lineup that are paid to score goals. And that was the type of performance you wanted to see from Stone, from Pacioretty, from Alex Tuck. That's going to do it for us here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next, right here on the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network, presented by Dollar Loan Center. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network Post Game Show, presented by AAA Insurance. Our local coverage continues next with game highlights, interviews, and your phone call at 702-876-1340. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the LA Kings 4-2. Three-game win streak for the Vegas Golden Knights. You've got Alex Tuck, first goal in 15 games. Mark Stone, first goal in 11 games. Max Pacioretty, first goal against a goalie in nine games. So, you know, you look at this one, and we've kind of thrown the word slump buster around when, when when the Golden Knights put up six against the St. Louis Blues. We said the slump was busted. Then they follow that performance up with just one goal against St. Louis. And then they score seven against the Arizona Coyotes. We say slump busted. Well, then they follow that up again with just one goal. However, this feels different, and it feels different because of who scored for the Vegas Golden Knights. That's what I want to key in on here. And, of course, this is your postgame show, 702 876-1340. That's the number if you would like to join us here on the extended postgame show. And you should because there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to like about this game. We should have calls lining up right now. 702-876-1340 is the number. When Pete DeBoer says the right guys got goals tonight for us, that is when you start to look at this and say slump busted. I'm curious to see what you all have to say tonight 702-876-1340 that's the number let's head out to the phone lines bring in mike hey mike how you doing well you are so right my friend uh when pete DeBoer says that that is oppression term the right guys did get the goals and this was the classic example in sports of ignore the noise you've got the trade deadline you've got three games in four nights you've got a travel albeit a small travel day but you've got just a lot going on and a team and a goaltender who give you nothing but fits, but you find a way, and you don't scoreboard watch, even though you've got a team ahead of you that never loses, 
But believe me, they will, and they will soon. They're not going to win 18 out of 19 points for very much longer, I don't think. Do you? I, I mean, Colorado looks really good. Uh, but, but at the same time, like, the Golden Knights, are, I think, are kind of getting into that that same headspace where the Colorado Avalanche have been over the course of the last few games where they're looking at what they've got to do within the context of the game and finding ways to win. That's what I want to see down the stretch. The Golden Knights winning games just like they did today where you don't have your best stuff for 25, 30 minutes, but you rely on your talent to pull you through. Yeah, take care of business. Beat the old veteran on Wednesday, Jonathan Quick. And then definitely don't stub your toe against Anaheim. And let's see where the chips fall in the later April, early May part of the season. And that wanted you to explain to me what happens if the St. Louis Minnesota game on May the what is it May tenth is not meaningful. Will they just not even play it? I do not see that as an option. I think that there's going to be a game, and if it, it if it means something, if it doesn't mean something. It's still going to get played. 56 games is the desired outcome for every single team this season in the NHL. So there's a chance we could have a week to prepare for that series if that all comes to pass. Yeah, I mean, there's there's going to be a little bit of a break, I would imagine. And, you know, it, it, it'll be interesting to see kind of how that that final week of the regular season plays out. Thanks for the call, Mike. 702-876-1340. That's the number. Let's bring in Stephanie. Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing great. How you doing? I, I mean, fantastic. There's a lot to like about this game, right? Uh, yeah, especially um, looking at this game compared um, next to the last two games, too. They've found different ways to win, right? They started really dominant the first game against Arizona and, you know, threw up seven goals. And then... Uh, last night's game was a you know really close, hard fought, just shot suppression, one and zero victory. And then today it was a come from behind win. So it's nice to see that they're taking these different situations they're put in and and standing up to the task and getting it done. Because you know, this so- is really a game that it could have been easy to just about halfway through the second, like this game's not going anywhere. Turn it off and read about it tomorrow, which. I, I can't do all stuff through it till the end, but like I wouldn't have blamed anybody because it just wasn't feeling like a whole lot was happening. And then they got that goal, and it just completely turned around, and they really, you know, went on it and went hard. You know, Stephanie, I got to ask you because there's there's a lot of different candidates here in terms of where you think this game swung in momentum for the Vegas Golden Knights. You can look at the Nick Waugh goal. You can look at the Mark Stone shorthanded goal or the Alex Tuck coast-to-coast, what goal stands out to you as the one where when the Golden Knights scored, you felt like they were coming back and and winning this game? Uh, Well, for goals, I would definitely say it was Mark Mark Stone's. But I honestly think that it was uh, Stevenson's shorthanded chance right before that. I think that really, like, they they took that and went, we we are better than them. We're getting a breakaway on a short, on, you know, on the power on the penalty kill, yeah. and then to have Stone come back right after that and and get it. I, I think that was really where that game turned around. No, that's a that's a fantastic point, Stephanie. And and last one here for you, Matthias Janmark. You excited? Yeah, I, I'm I'm mostly excited that we didn't lose anybody because yeah. I I know that you know a lot of you know. 
players are not going to be on your team forever, but it's just, you know, happy to not have to say goodbye to anybody. That's a fantastic point. Thank you, Stephanie. And and that's really the, the key for where the Golden Knights were today in terms of the trade deadline. You're able to add a piece in Matthias Janmark who has 10 goals in 41 games this season without taking, without subtracting anything from the lineup. So for the Golden Knights, they go to bed today a deeper team than they were yesterday. And this is a team that through the first 30 minutes of this game, not necessarily where you wanted to be, once they find their legs, once they kind of get themselves into the game, they're able to put up four, and they do it because of their star players. Alex Tuck, Mark Stone, Max Pacioretty, and it all gets started with a nice goal from Nick Waugh. And you know what? That's what you need this time of year for the Golden Knights. 702-876-1340, that's the number. If you'd like to join us next on the Extended Postgame Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. There's a lot to like about this game. The Golden Knights defeat the LA Kings 4-2. And, you know, you can pick your, your spot here in terms of which goal you liked the most, which goal meant the most. Uh, but we're going to bring in... Darren Millard and you know Darren this is one of those games where you know we we've had these these ideas these thoughts that the slumps have been busted but tonight for Mark Stone for Alex Tuck for Max Pacioretty to a certain extent beating a goalie the slumps have been busted for those guys that was uh, impressive like when I just heard you talking about the the prettiest goal of the night or most timely goal uh, it's it's a it's a hard one. Like Stone's shorthanded goal was beautiful because it was on the breakaway, and I find it hard to believe that that's his first shorthanded goal with the Vegas Golden Knights because he's so effective <laughs> on the uh, on the penalty kill. But the, the way he separated himself from the uh, the back checker was uh, was unbelievable. Alex tucks end to end rush and going short side shelf. Uh, you get into uh, Nick Waugh dropping the shoulder and the deke when everybody in the building thought he was going to shoot it uh, because the passing lane wasn't there. Uh, it was awesome. And then the milestone goal by Max Pacioretty. There's, uh, there's nights where you grind out a win, and this was, was one of those ones where you just show the finesse of, of elite athletes and, and athletes that uh, have hands that can do incredible things. And uh, that was uh, that was a, a very very impressive performance. Well, I mean, you need nights like that, right? Like in terms of three games and four nights, like if you're the Golden Knights, you needed your star power to kind of propel you in a game where it took you a while to get going. Well, yeah, you, you do need those nights, but I didn't expect it on the back to back and yeah. in three games and four nights. That, that that's where the one of those ones where you do eke out and grind your way. Uh, to uh, to a three two victory or a two one victory, something to that uh, effect. Not not playing uh, hockey like you're the 1976 Montreal Canadiens <laughs> or the 1985 Edmonton Oilers or the 1992 uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Like that that was uh, that was beautiful. The, the jump that they had and and it really 
I know they weren't rewarded for it, but it started uh, late in, in, in the first period, and they started to gather themselves uh, a little bit and find their legs, and it was full on in, in the second and with chances uh, really, really strong. Uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't against the Colorado. It wasn't against the Minnesota. But in my memory banks, that's one of the most impressive efforts that I've seen all year. You know, Darren, when, when you talk about Max Pacioretty, obviously the, the, the 300th career NHL goal, uh, but it's on the power play, and it's, it's in that new configuration with, with Max on the left side. And you talked about how that can open some things up and how his release, it's not necessarily feeding Max Pacioretty for the one-timer. It's allowing a goal scorer to trust his release and pick his spots. Yeah, it's so. There's a couple of things about Max. Is he, he's not really a one-timer guy. Yeah. So uh, there, there's there's that. So putting him over on the left side doesn't really take you away from anything. But I will say, when he's playing on the right side, he's the most effective player I've ever seen at being able to hit the short side across the axis. Like he just he can put it in that spot, and very few people can, and very few people play uh, over there. So. Uh, with, without being a one-timer. If you're a one-timer, then, then yeah, it, uh, it, it makes sense. So it, it kind of goes against the grain to have him over there. Now, they flipped it uh, over to, to the left side, and uh, I had a chance to talk to Max after the game on, on the post-game show with Mike, and uh, we were joking around, and I said to him, like, you found, your, found the spot there on, on the left side. He's like, uh, yeah, uh, glad you think so because my dad didn't. And so, so there's the conversation with Max and his dad, and uh, but he was able to put it there. And then Stone's comment post game, saying that uh, that he, he sort of thinks twice when he goes to the front of the net because it's such an amazingly hard, quick shot. But Max has told him, "Don't worry, you go to the front. I won't hit you." And it, it all comes <laughs> comes in where faith in the coaches uh, to put him in that spot, faith in your teammate not to hit you and faith in your release in Max himself to be able to hit that perfect little spot uh, that, that not a lot of people can do, and, and he does. And 300 times in the National Hockey League, he scored a goal. And that is really pure touch. And uh, to be able to do it the way he has, uh, is it, that's, it, that's an elite-level release uh, from Max Pacioretty. All right, Darren, your final thoughts on tonight's game before we let you go and let you get to your evening after this win. Uh, the fact that they, on a trade deadline day, uh, where you're a contender, and when you're a contender, a lot like, lot like the sellers, uh, the, the middle-of-the-pack teams, they're kind of like wondering, okay, I hope we do something, I wonder if we'll do something. Uh, when you're a contender... Uh, a lot of times you will do something. And a lot of cases, that, that move will take somebody out of the lineup or off your roster. And uh, there's, there's players on that team who I'm sure had a restless night last night and a restless day today. To get through it and then be able to go out and still win the game and get production the way they did, uh, falling behind 2 nothing, not the way you want to do it, but they're they're not seven and nine this year, Ryan. When they don't score the first goal, yeah. it's it's not very often that a team is in the range of being five hundred, and they are. So a lot of things came together to win this. And again, like we started the conversation, 
on the back end of three and four and a back to back, it was I tip I tip my cap to them because it's not easy. And now there's 15 games to go, and they keep pace with the Colorado Avalanche. This team's got some swagger to it again. All right, Darren, as always, thank you for joining me, and uh, you and I will talk tomorrow, all right, buddy? A lot to discuss, and I can't wait. Uh, I'm excited again. The three wins in a row. Let's go. <laughs> that is Darren Millard joining us here on the Extended Post Game Show. 702-876-1340. That's the number. If you'd like to join us on the other side of the break, call in. Let me know which goal tonight was most impactful for the Golden Knights, 702-876-1340. We're back with more on the extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show, presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 702-876-1340 is the number. Give us a call right now. Let us know the most impactful goal tonight for the Golden Knights. I mean, if you don't want to go with goals, like if that's not your thing, then you know, let me know what point in this game was the turning point for you. We heard from Stephanie earlier on. She said it was Chandler Stevenson getting a shorthanded opportunity, though he didn't score on that shorthanded opportunity. She feels like there was momentum to be gained from that, and it was Mark Stone shortly thereafter tying the game at two and really allowing the Golden Knights to hit that third period with some confidence, with some momentum, and the ability to put the game away, which is what they did in the third period. 702-876-1340, that's the number. And, you know, you look at the Golden Knights, 28 wins, 11 losses, two overtime losses. Uh, this is a team that is, is they've kind of gone through that period of the schedule where we know how difficult it is. We know how much hockey this team has had to play. We know that there's no easy game right now for the Vegas Golden Knights. And sometimes we get caught up in this idea of simply looking at the opponent and saying Vegas should win this game. Well, tonight what you saw from the Golden Knights is their talent proving that out. The Vegas Golden Knights are a better hockey team right now than the LA Kings. There are some nights where the LA Kings can beat the Golden Knights. Most nights when these two teams play, the Golden Knights have more talent. They should win more often. And this was a game in which the Golden Knights needed to rely on that talent to win them the game. And so, you know, I look at this one, and when the Golden Knights were going through that stretch where they'd win a game, lose a game, win a game, lose a game, and it wasn't that long ago, it was last week, where you put, seven, you put six goals in, Against the St. Louis Blues, you follow that up, you only get one goal. You put seven goals up against Arizona, you follow that up, you only get one goal. Now, granted, Marc-Andre Fleury gets a shutout, you win that game, you're happy about it, but it's been up and down, up and down, win, loss, win, loss, scoring, not scoring, scoring, not scoring. It's been kind of a roller coaster for the Golden Knights, and before the Arizona series started, I said, I want to pull back the layers a little bit. I, I don't want to say that the Golden Knights slump is over if they score seven goals. I also don't want to say that they are slumping 
if they only follow that up with one goal. I wanted to take a, uh, I wanted to step back a little bit. I wanted to look and observe this team over a three to five game stretch. And right now, the Golden Knights, winners of their last three games, three game win streak for Vegas. Like, I think that that trend is moving in the direction you want to see it moving in over the course of the next 15 games. The Golden Knights are a playoff team. The Golden Knights are among the best teams in the NHL. And the Golden Knights should be utilizing these 15 games that are remaining to tune themselves up to be at their peak as much as possible for the playoffs. And I understand how difficult that is. I understand when you've played as much hockey as the Golden Knights have. It's going to be tough to be peaked for the playoffs, but you've got to find a way to make it happen. And if that means you've got to look at, at load management within a game, if that means that you look at different strategies in terms of how the Golden Knights can recover and get themselves ready to go, if that means you, you kind of play around a little bit with Matthias Janmark and where you put him in the lineup and, and how you might be able to get certain rest for certain players like i think that nothing in that regard should be off the table because if you're the golden knights you're judged on what you do in the playoffs you're judged on how far how deep you can go and whether or not you can get to the stanley cup final whether or not you can win a stanley cup so these 15 games it is important for the golden knights to dial it in even more than they already have you're chasing down Colorado. I think having that as, as a motivator is huge for this team down the stretch. And, and you've got something to chase. You've got something that's in front of you. And you can see the end on the horizon. You can see the end of this season. And for the Golden Knights, I, I think you, you get Matthias Janmark in. You figure out exactly where, he pl- where he's going to slot in within this team, and then you find a way to get yourself ready to go for the playoffs. We're back to wrap it up next. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the LA Kings 4-2. An interesting game in that Vegas didn't really have their legs early on, and that's to, to be expected when you're, you know, it's three games and four nights. It's travel. It's a back-to-back. There's a lot going on for the Vegas Golden Knights, and then you add in the extra um, the extra hoopla surrounding the NHL's trade deadline and, and how much that kind of adds to the plate of the players that are, you know, are going through the emotions and trying to figure out what really is going to happen. And you know, when you're a team like the Golden Knights, the, you're a contender, you're always... If you're Kelly McCrimmon, you're always looking to add. You're always looking to try to improve your team because when you believe you are among the top three, top five teams in the NHL, that's a very narrow um, window. It's a very fine line. And if you can just make yourself 1% better, you have to figure out a way to do it. And oftentimes when you 
try to make yourself 1% better. You have to move something out that's already on the roster because you are so tied up against the salary cap. But the Golden Knights, they were able to figure out a way to add a piece without subtracting, and that, to me, is the biggest win of the day. The Golden Knights will take on the LA Kings Wednesday. Puck drop at 7 o'clock. Pre-game show goes at 6 p.m. Thanks to Jeff Rubino down here, turning the knobs, twisting the dials, keeping us sounding fresh. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air. Thanks to you, the listeners, and the callers. We will talk to you on Wednesday right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.